what actually moves the revenue needle, right? And it I came down to just a lot of numbers out there. Like I looked at um, HubSpot, right? A very popular CRM out there and social media management tool, right? Over a hundred key performance indicators, KPIs, a hundred. I'm like, there's no way that all hundred of these can be moving the revenue needle. And so I went down that rabbit hole and guess what? I was right. Very few directly resulted in more revenue. Now, does that mean that they're not important? Not necessarily. I, I mean, some of them I will say are true vanity metrics, but in the end, a lot of them weren't, they were very early indicators of something that could happen way down the road. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Guess what? We are celebrating one year of You Are Buzzworthy today and the first episode of our fifth season. Oh, and I don't have a guest today. And I won't have a guest tomorrow either. That's because I'm going solo for a while. Yep, it's just me. Well, at least for season five. See, I wanted to shake things up uh, just a little bit and, and start delivering very specific information in regards to marketing your business. And while we've had some awesome guests as of late, like Mike McCallowis just recently, I feel like the show is meandering just a bit. So to rectify the issue, I'm taking the wheel and we are going down a very curated journey designed to help you maximize the potential of your marketing. Of course, I do reserve the freedom to bring on a guest from time to time. So please, no hate mail if I happen to bring on back Mike Michalowicz or maybe even Gina Wickman. You know, I'll bring the heat. You know I will. But just a heads up, the shows are going to be a little shorter. Some might only be 10 minutes, but as I'm constantly reminded by my friends and colleagues, I pack a lot of punch in a very short amount of time. My aim ultimately is to give you a little something each week that you can immediately implement in your business. I'm talking incremental changes that will add up over time to literally double your revenue. But of course, that will be after I drop a big bomb on you in today's episode as I Break down something that, if you haven't already adopted, will change how you look at your marketing forever. So let's get to it. What's the most important element of marketing? Reporting? But people don't track. Or they, they track wrong numbers, vanity metrics, inefficient metrics, right? Like, they're, they're all over the place, right? And there's a better way. This is something that I worked through uh, during the pandemic. So in, in 2020, um, I started looking at like how many people were left without marketers because they couldn't afford to. They could barely afford to keep the doors open, right? Some of these folks were desperate to get their word out because they had ways before the pandemic to having people just come through the door, but they had to change how they did business and they needed to communicate how they did that, how they changed their business. And without marketing, because they were so used to word of mouth, referrals, right? Top of mind awareness, 
all of those things were just taken for granted before the pandemic. And so I came through a, a kind of a revelation of like, there is a need for me as a marketer, right? Where uh, people can come to me when they're ready, but not everybody's ready. And not everybody can afford their marketer all the time. It is the last thing that I do tell my people, like you don't uh, cut your marketing <laughs> budget. It's the last thing you cut in hard times. But when things like the pandemic come around, sometimes you don't have a choice. And so I wanted to look at all the things that as a marketer, I actually track for clients. And we started getting really specific, like what actually moves the revenue needle, right? And I, it came down to just a lot of numbers out there. Like I looked at um, a HubSpot, right? A very popular CRM out there and social media management tool, right? Over a hundred key performance indicators, KPIs, a hundred. I'm like, there's no way that all hundred of these can be moving the revenue needle. And so I went down that rabbit hole and guess what? I was right. Very few directly resulted in more revenue. Now, does that mean that they're not important? Not necessarily. I, I mean, some of them I will say are true vanity metrics, but in the end, a lot of them weren't, they were very early indicators of something that could happen way down the road. Now that for a, a marketer is okay. But when you're really discussing like your point of view and what you care about, we're talking about revenue and without revenue, you can't even afford to market. So if you're not looking at the numbers that actually move the revenue needle, then you're looking at the wrong numbers. You should have other people looking at some of those other indicators, but really you need to get down to the nitty gritty. What's bringing money into the business? Because that as a business owner should be what you're focused at, right? Making sure that you have a sustainable, healthy, profitable business. So I did all the work and boiled it down to three KPIs. And when I did, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I found out that it, that, that really, if you don't have traffic, you don't have on your website, you don't have uh, uh, prospects and therefore you don't have any business, right? If you have traffic, but you can't convert that traffic, then you still don't have any prospects. So that's extremely important. But there was another one that really um, caught my eye, which was average revenue per client. So this means I, I looked at the specific value of each of those prospects because not all prospects are profitable prospects. Not all prospects will buy from you either, but there are some that will never buy from you. They will waste your time. Tire kickers, right? Or they're just not the right fit for you. And that's okay. You shouldn't be the right fit for everyone in your industry. You won't be the right fit for everyone who comes to you. So when I looked at this KPI, I was looking at what are the most profitable prospects and actually came up with a term 
perfectly, <laughs> I can say that 10 times. Here it goes. Perfectly profitable prospects or our P3, right? So, okay, I had these three KPIs. <laughs> That's great. Now what, right? Do we just increase each of these like a bunch or what? And that is another part of the the process, right? Like it's okay to, it's it's great to know what you're going to be uh getting when you put in energy into a particular KPI. That's awesome. Right? Um it, for example, if I said, okay, you have a certain conversion rate and, and on average the conversions coming from your website are worth a certain amount of money. Okay, great. And um if I keep those steady and I increase my web traffic by a hundred percent, I'll get twice as much revenue. Possibly, yes. But more re realistically is that you're going to increase that traffic and not all that traffic is going to be the best traffic, right? And so I needed to find a way that we could leverage all three of these because you should be working on all three of these at the same time. So I started looking at how they interacted with each other and I realized they actually leverage each other. So that meant that it, you didn't have to put 100% in, in each one of them. You could actually put a few percentiles in each one of them, right? And uh, I started with some, some numbers that literally quadrupled, uh, you know, 8x'd revenue. And I'm like, ah, that's a lot, right? That, that, that creates a lot of pressure on the business owner. If I say, hey, listen, just work on these three KPIs and we'll 8x you. That's a lot of pressure on the business side of things because you have to fulfill with those, right? And I work with service-based businesses uh, for the majority of the time. So that meant that they were going to have to do eight times as much business. And then when you look at their, their operations, they're like, not happening, right? Not right away anyway. They need to ease into that. So I needed to find a number that worked to be enough to change your life, right? To change, have a significant impact on you, your business and your life the, uh, beyond your business, right? But not so much that it scares you away. And so I came down to doubling. It's an easy number, right? And I get two X things. And so I looked at those three numbers and realized that if we increase the, the your unique traffic, your conversion rate and your average revenue per client by 26%, each, you get a compounded output of 100% more revenue coming from your website, just your website, right? And so that's why um, when I went to give this methodology or this strategy, I should say a name, I called it the rule of 26. And it simply states, the rule of 26 states that if you increase your unique traffic by 26%, your conversion conversion rate by 26% and your average revenue per client from that traffic by 26%, you will get a compounded output of 100% more revenue. Now, why is that important? Well, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? And in my case, you know, I spent 13 years in entrepreneurial poverty. And the you know long-term fans of this show know know my story. And if you haven't heard it, go back to the first episode of the first few episodes of the show, and you will see why we even started this show was because of my journey through entrepreneurial poverty. And in those early days, that you know, there was a lot of 
what I didn't, what I don't talk about in that, in those early shows there, when I, when I discussed my early days is that I didn't realize leverage. I learned, I only knew more is more, right? And it's something to be said about, you know, just that experience. Like you just grew, literally grew myself broke um, and had to reinvent how I did business. And, you know, it was about two years into that reinvention when I discovered the rule of 26. And it's amazing because, you know, it's not just a one trick pony. If you, if you use the rule of 26 twice, you do get that 4X effect. And if you do it one more time, you do get the 8X. And so I, I felt like I stumbled on something that I'd never seen before. And I mean, we were an award-winning creative agency for years. Uh, American Marketing Association uh, touted some of my methodologies in the early years in search marketing as visionary. Literally, that, that they gave me a, an award that said visionary marketer. I'm putting air quotes for those who don't see me on the video. But I'm like, okay, great. I've got this all figured out. But I didn't. I didn't until I understood leverage. And the rule of 26 let me do that. And so I wrote a book about it called The Rule of 26. <laughs> I know. You guys all saw that coming. Now, the first book is for service-based businesses. And you can get this at ruleof26.com right now. And uh, very shortly, um, keep an eye out. We might even have some opportunities to get free signed copies. But I digress. Let's get back into why you should be looking at these three metrics for yourself. Because if you are one to say, okay, well, I've got something that works. Okay, good on you. Love it. I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But if you don't continually test new things out there, you're going to get stuck into something that at some point will fail. It will. It just will. Ah, it will. Ah. And the it's it's such a it's it's a hard thing to think about. But what let's let's back up a little bit and, and look at all of the things that have happened in just the last 10 years that have worked until they stopped. Okay. So like say 10 years ago uh, as of this recording would have been 2013 this is when social media advertising was on the rise like there was pretty much a new uh, social media ad agency born every single day in the united states okay and the reason was is because all of the tools became extremely easy to use and you could get very specific on who you were targeting and with that you could could get really high conversion rates on your ads and you could build a landing page specifically for each of those ad sets, meaning that everything that was being said to somebody at, from the beginning to the end was catered directly to the demographic, the psychographic, the geographic, all of the markers, all the way down to like where you live, what you like to watch, all of these things were there. And so it made it really easy to utilize interrupt uh, advertising to uh, attract new, uh, clients. Okay. Problem is that in 2018, 2019, right before the pandemic, iOS 14 came out and changed all of the privacy, uh, rules, which then left people like, uh, companies like meta out of the mix 
because you couldn't use all of the third-party data to do all the targeting that they were used to. And now, you know, four years later, we're in the world of first-party data. I mean, cookies, if you know what those are, those are little pieces of information that follow you around once you hit a website. Those things are about to go away altogether. They've been greatly reduced and you can opt out of them and all the other stuff for that. So that first party data is even getting harder and harder to grab. Right. And there's, there's states like California who don't want you to have, don't want marketers to have any of that information, which is actually a detriment. Right. I'm not going to get down to that, get down that road today because we're going to run out of time if I go down too many rabbit holes, but to stay on point is that the importance of targeting is super relevant to traffic, right? You want to, draw the right audience. And without those tools, now we have to look at different things. So the great thing about the rule of 26 is that it doesn't matter what you're doing on the audience. It's the objective is to grab the right audience. So the tools, the tactics, if you will, will continue to change over time, but your strategy will not. And the rule of 26 allows us to have a digital marketing or a website marketing strategy that will take us through no matter what, all the way through, okay? So when we look at that in the conversion rate, it's the same way. People are going to be uh, looking at your website differently as time goes on. Plain and simple, people change. Your target market could change and how what their pains are can change, all of that. And so when we're looking at the UX we're looking at how people navigate um, websites. Let's look at websites just from 10 years ago. Um, mobile responsive websites 10 years ago were just getting going, right? Which meant that you had a phone, you could get onto a cell phone and they were much smaller back then for one. And number two, they were much slower and the websites did not, they were not friendly. I mean, at best, that's what we called them was uh, mobile friendly, which just meant that they loaded fast enough to where you didn't go to sleep by the time it loaded. Okay. So, um, over, over the years, no, we now have mobile responsiveness and go uh, companies like Google have actually made it to where if you don't, um, have a website that loads fast and is responsive to the size of screen that that person's using, they're going to give you demerits. They're going to take your Google juice and nobody's going to be able to find you. Right. That's just one thing when it comes to UX. That's that's one of the elements in conversion rate optimization. Um, and it's something that will continue to change, right? Colors, styles. Um, remember when flash was a thing where animation was a huge thing? Um, all these things that come and go in website marketing, right? And uh, it's the same with your average revenue per client, that last KPI, okay? Where when we were talking about that perfectly profitable prospects, those P3s are going to shift. I used to serve a lot different demographic about 10 years ago than I do today. I am much pickier about who I do business with today than I did 10 years ago, right? And you have to look at prospects in this way. If, I, if, if you're new to business and you haven't been in business to say more than five years, okay, there's this thing called high profit, low band with clients. These are your favorite clients. And in the weeks to come, I'm going to talk about how we can find and target these high profit, low bandwidth clients. 
And that's why ARCP is so important to the rule of 26. So as we wrap up today, I want to give you some actionable items. Okay, so the first step, as I alluded to earlier, is I want you to get a free copy of the Rule of 26. And the way you're going to do that is you're going to go to ruleof26.com. So you can dive deep into what I just scraped the top of today, okay? Go to ruleof26.com. Uh, you can check out the book right there on the website. Um, put in this uh, coupon code because it won't work if you don't put this coupon code. Why? A B P, which is the acronym for you are buzzworthy podcast. Y A B P all caps. You will get a free, uh, a free copy. I will sign it myself. The only thing I ask you to do is just, uh, pay for the shipping and handling. Okay. Now, if you're like, wow, this sounds awesome. I don't want to read a book. I'm just, I'm too busy, but I'm really excited about how I can transform my business into uh just double it up like that just like oh okay let's look at three things and boom boom there it is right now i'm not going to say that you read the book all of a sudden you're going to double it up but you will understand where you're going now the book tells you what to do okay but it's been around for two years and the thing that we heard over and over and over again was okay now how do we do this right because i show you a lot of a lot of things to do in here, okay? Not necessarily how, because those hows change. And for every person, it's a little bit different. So we came up with an intensive, a live intensive, the R26 intensive, which you can check out at ruleof26.com slash live, which will give you all the information about our two-day intensive focused on doubling website uh, revenue using Four workshops over those two days where we walk you through the rule of 26 process. And so you can walk away with a custom roadmap to doubling your revenue. It's coming up in April of 2024. This is the next one's coming up in April 2024. If you're listening to this after April of 2024, go back to that, that link because we plan on having more after that. This current one coming up is in St. Louis. It's all inclusive. So check everything out at rule of 26 dot com and for the book and remember the y a b p and then at rule of 26.com slash live we have a early bird special for those who are listening to this in 2023 um but i'm also going to offer all of my listeners an extra 20 percent off of whatever the sale price is listed on the website at that moment that you go there and give you an extra 20% off if you use that same code because you're a listener of this show, Y-A-B-P, go and Y-A-B-P, make sure I said that right, and get an extra 20% off that just because you're a listener of this show, okay? So I've I spent a lot. Did I, did I not give you a lot of information today? Yes, I packed up a lot, just over 20 minutes here, and you have so much information and so many things to look for. I just want to make sure that if you don't already have a copy of the Rule of 26, get to get to our website at ruleof26.com. Um, if you want to join us face-to-face uh, -face in, in April, um, go to ruleof26.com slash live. And to get the free book, go to uh, make sure that you remember to use the coupon code YA. BP and to get an extra 20% off of, of our current pricing for the live intensive, use the same code YABP. Now, 
couple of glimpses into the next episodes. Uh, the next three episodes, we're going to dive directly into each of those KPIs individually. So until next time, stay buzzworthy.